Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And Tom, this is our 60th episode. We made Yay. it. Yay. <laughs> Very cool. I think the 60th episode, uh, anniversary is a diamond anniversary. So uh-huh. Where's my diamond? I was going to say, should I be expecting something? <laughs> UPS? Or? I thought I was going to be expecting <laughs> something. Um, Amazon little chopper? Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I, I was watching uh, an, an episode of Nova t- tonight um, talking about the eclipse that we just uh-huh. had uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, was it, I think? And uh, they talked about the three parts of the um the event itself and the first contact, second contact and third contact or final contact. I can't remember what the last part was, but the, as the sun is, as the moon is moving away from the sun, they, uh-huh. it, uh, it creates what's called the diamond ring, mm. you know, because of the, the, it looks like a round circle, you know, and then the, then the sun is starting to pop up from behind it. And so this was called, I think in the 1920s, they called it the diamond ring. So, oh. You know, well, there you go. You, you yeah. did give me a diamond. I did. <laughs> did you get to see the? Did you get to see any of the eclipse? No, I didn't. No, really? Oh, uh, bummer. Yeah. Well, you know, in seven years there's going to be another one, uh, more towards the oh. east. So you'll have to make sure you get yourself traveling someplace to see it. We only saw a partial eclipse. I think in Brooklyn they were. Sh- it was a, about seventy something percent. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have been partial here, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we set up a little pinhole box uh, to be able to look at it. And it was really pretty cool. Uh, and then we didn't have the glasses, so we didn't get a chance uh-huh. to see it like that. But uh, I was seeing a lot of people's photographs from it, and I'm really jealous. <laughs> yeah, there were some really cool images that came out. I know. It's some uh, A guy I know on uh, Twitter, his name is... Uh, I don't know his last name off the top of my head, but his name is Nate, and he's in uh, Oregon, and he uh, photographed it, and he put them on. I follow him on Facebook, and I looked at the pictures, and they were phenomenal. They were unbelievably so cool. And uh, he did one of these multiple exposures where you see the you know the different phases in one picture. Uh-huh. You know, so from like first contact and then totality and then and then it exits out. It's beautiful work. It was just so nice. Uh, I'll try to remember to link, put a link to his pictures in the yeah in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, that's the one thing I was so jealous about uh, everybody else being able to take pictures of it. And I didn't even I didn't even take my camera out. I was like you know using my iPhone to photograph the the, uh, the pinhole <laughs> pictures that we were making. So. Seven more years. Uh, I'm going to make sure I want to be someplace. Um, I think it's going to cross over into New York State uh, on the next one. Oh. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know that if it sounds like the one to catch. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be out as further west, but maybe you need to come back into into New York State and we can we can meet someplace upstate and <laughs> set up the cameras and take a picture. I would love to experience that, you know, the, the totality in, in full time. So, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners got the chance to to uh, to see it. Yeah, yeah. If anybody sends a shot in, you know, we could include that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. So, anyway, happy 60th uh, episode to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. this feels like, like the accomplishment. It is. Um, I, 
I went back tonight to listen to our first couple of episodes, <laughs> which wow. to reminisce a little bit. You know, this. You know, I thought maybe in this episode we could talk a little. We could make a mashup of a bunch of, bunch of things, but I certainly wanted to talk about like where we came from, our origins, a little bit. And uh, I listened to that, and I think I recall that we we did it in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, the basement of your church, right? Yeah. And it took us. It took me a very long time to set up all the the audio gear, and uh, you know we end, we ended up moving to this process where we're both on. Uh, Skype and I'm recording and that was much easier even when you lived around the corner but before that first episode I think it took me an hour to set things up yeah we went a little overboard in the <laughs> early early days <laughs> yeah and I um and we sounded like we were in a basement <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it I'm like man how did anybody really hook on to us you know and we had so I think we didn't have that many downloads of those first couple of episodes but uh you know, we had our little stock music that we have at the beginning, which has now become sort of synonymous with, uh, with our, with our show. So we had that uh -huh. starting. And uh, the second episode, um, I, I thought was really kind of cool because we talked about you had come up with the idea of the first thirty seconds. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like how to what you do when you're about well, see if you're ready to shoot when you're yeah. about ready to shoot the first thirty seconds. Do you remember anything that you said? It's sort of a test. Oh, I would imagine it was sort of like sizing up the light and choosing an ISO and um very good. Very I, good. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. And well, uh, we started that um October of 2014. So, we're almost exactly 3 years. Yeah. Not quite 3 years. We're we're a month short, but uh 3 years into this show, 60 episodes, which means about 20 episodes a year. I think I want to get that up a little bit higher in terms of numbers. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. We've had a handful of really good photographers that we've uh, uh, interviewed. And uh, you know, we had Marco LaRousse. I think he was our first one. Um, who's the photojournalist again? Ron? Yeah, Ron Haviv. Uh -huh. Yeah, a really good episode. Uh, Keith Goldstein, Jim Goldstein on, uh, we've had a, a few others, I think. Um, boy, I'm getting old. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Anything. Well, I'm, I'm having a senior moment. Yeah. Because, uh, Gene, your friend, Gene Mealy, our yeah, friend, our friend. Yeah. Did you say Gene? Huh? Yeah. I just said Gene. You said Gene. Okay. Uh -huh. Did we both talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did, did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. He's been on the show a couple times since. So yeah, I kind of like those moments blend. And sometimes we make our own podcast while we're having breakfast. <laughs> we're sitting there having breakfast, like, and we're talking about photography. I was like, we should make this a podcast. Like, was it like, yeah, sure. We never did it. <laughs> so <laughs> I get kind of, kind of confused. So, but, uh, yeah, 60 episodes, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, last, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on filling in for Mac on the Sid and Max uh, Shutter Time show. I don't know if you you yeah. knew that. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know you were on recently. I was on because Mac wasn't around, and uh, they both asked me while Mac was on vacation if I could fill in for him, which uh -huh. I did, and I ended up coining the phrase Fantastico Podcasters or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, Sid had picked up uh, something on one of our recent shows where we ended up somehow talking about our photo DNA. Do you do you recall us sort of mentioning that? In yeah, it's a treasuring about. I think when we were talking about our uh, pictures that had meaning to us um, a couple of episodes ago. And I was saying, I think I said it, maybe, not to take credit for it, but I think I said something about those are the pictures that are part of our DNA now, like uh-huh. we'll go yeah. on from now on. And the, I think the pictures that we were talking about that we grew up with are, are sort of never going to go away. And so she sort of picked up on that theme and and we rolled with it for about an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, you got to get in a groove, you know, with a, a good subject. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So if anybody who's uh, listening to this and hasn't listened to that episode, I would suggest you go download it so you can hear our uh, wonderful conversation. Um, it's a lot of fun being on their show, and it's a lot of fun knowing them. That was one of the that's one of the things that we've gained by being by having a podcast. I think we've gained a lot of friends in the podcast world, the photography podcast world, I should say specifically. So uh, it's one of the uh, one of the one of the benefits of of doing what we're doing. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's been a big fun part. And, um, just being part of that ongoing conversation and, you know, it's something that I think has come up a recurring theme, just that, uh, you know, sometimes it can be a, a lonesome pursuit being out there shooting. And it's, um, just so nice to be part of the community and to know it and, uh, you know, feel connected in that way. Yeah, the lonesome, the lonesome pursuit. It is a very lonesome pursuit, and I mean, having a podcast and being able to share ideas and interview people and talk to people and and just open this up so that we're not always inside of our heads trying uh-huh. to figure this stuff out because it's a lot of stuff to figure out. And uh, you know, I, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, and forgive me for audience. <laughs> Just indulge me for a minute. But, uh, Tom, you and I met in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, which I still go to every morning, right? And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the one who came up with the idea for Switch to Manual, right? That was, yeah. uh-huh. that was you're sort of always on your mind. And I connected with you about it because I'm really into liking to teach. And uh, it 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 really resonated with me because I grew up in photography learning obviously how to shoot manually because that's the kind of camera I have. And your idea for it was, remind me, it was um, like, what was your, what was the inspiration for you for the switch to manual? Because you had already been thinking about it ahead of time before you met. Yeah. Me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was, um, uh... I think reacting to the, um, you know, the notion that like, oh, everybody's a photographer because digital cameras were becoming more and more widespread. And it just seemed like so many people were getting into it. And there was lots of people were producing images. And um, and because, you know, I had sort of fallen off the deep end quite suddenly from a point and shoot to um, an SLR and mm-hmm. taught myself to shoot manual, I just started thinking, you know, man, it just seems like so many people that are out there shooting on automatic would enjoy just taking that next step. And so 
I started thinking about how to break that down and teach it in a mm-hmm. simple, easy way. And so the idea was, you know, create a workshop or a little book like we've done to so that somebody could just learn in one day, basically, the, the mechanics of it and then just start practicing. So you said you were when you went from your point and shoot to your DSLR, when you when you were on the DSLR, you started shooting in manual. You mean you were turning off the automatic uh, features and, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, talk it, me through that a little bit, you know, uh, huh. um, let's see. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely did do the, um, like shutter priority, uh-huh. aperture okay. priority, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, kind of went back and forth between those two. Yeah. Um, and, did you shoot in program ever in P? Uh, not really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, P, you know, P yeah. stands for professional, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, yeah, I just, you know, kind of stopped doing the priority stuff and for the most part just was full manual all the yeah. time. Okay. So um, this has come up a few times and I've been reading some books uh let me describe this. I've been picking up some books about like, uh, you know, teaching basic photography because I want to sort of get an idea of what other writers are doing when they're talking about teaching photography and you know, uh-huh. how to make a better picture and all the, you know, sort of like our class, but, you know, more, you know, written out and, and whatnot and a little bit more involved in our book, regular books. And, and a few things I've come across and actually, uh, a book and a, a couple of people online who I won't mention their names. Uh, one of them who I'm no longer friends with because not because of this, but uh, other things. But I kept getting this feedback from the book and from these people that teaching manual photography, the manual controls is a waste of time. And, uh-huh. and I, you know, my first, of course, we're switched to manual. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm often getting very defensive about that. And, uh-huh. you know, of course, I uh, I grew up, you know, like I said before, shooting manual camera. And I get someone who's telling me uh, in many voices and in books and, in, you know, online that um, teaching beginners how to shoot manual is a waste of time. And if it could be actually more uh, harmful to them to learn manual um that it's Uh confusing to them and whatnot and you know here we are in our 60th podcast episode and we you know we stick to switch to manual and um and i just wanted to sort of talk about that with you sort of flow it out a little bit um Uh (laughs) all right well let me settle down for a second i want to settle down too i'm not i i'm I'm perturbed by it. And, and I understand what someone else is saying too. I understand when someone says, look, you know, you're trying to teach somebody how to take a picture and you're getting them confused with all this stuff and Mm -hmm. you don't need to do that. Now I just heard you say before that you were also playing with the priority modes, which we had in our classes, we used to call, what'd you call them? The baby steps. We changed it. We, We first called them baby steps towards manual. We changed it to something else. I can't remember. And, you know, it, those are very good modes as well to, you know, a lot of people use, you know, the priority modes to take pictures and, 
you know, it's half manual, half automatic, you know, in a way that's sort of simplifying it. Um, but someone says, look, you know, you teach someone to shoot manual. And one of these books I read, you know, it's like, you know, learning, you know, first of all, teaching manual is a waste of time. It's also, I can't remember how he said it, but it really got me put off. It was like, um, not show off photographers or something like that. Like, you know, uh-huh. but you know what I mean? Pretentious or something. Pretentious yeah. photographers. Like you have to only shoot in manual. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. And, well, I, you know, okay. Let me ahead. jump in here yeah. and say, you know, I, I think anybody who's interested in becoming a painter, you, you, you don't have to fool around with paint. You can just get some, some crayons, you know, or um, a pencil. Mm-hmm. But if you want to become an effing painter, man, <laughs> you're going to want to play with some paint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, All I right. I I get I get where they're coming from. I mean, you don't want to overwhelm people, and it can, you know, it's a lot of information. But I mean, another thing I would say is like, you know, I, I would mention to you that I wanted to, um, at some point, say something about this series of books about master photographers, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, but but just in general, you know, I mean, you take the, you know, the greatest one hundred photographers say you know of the 20 early 21st century and i guarantee you everyone is a master at shooting in manual they may at times shoot in priority modes or even automatic or who knows you know Mm -hmm. but um or use their iphones at at, at times (laughs) but um you know but it's it's just part of the skill set you want to acquire to have more tools in the toolkit, more options, more control over the whole process. But yeah, but not, not everybody needs to learn it and you can take beautiful pictures and, um, you know, if somebody feels like it's, it's sort of like, you know, everybody's got their different kind of proclivity. Some people are more technical. I mean, a friend of, I've, a good friend of my dad's actually is like this brilliant nuclear engineer mm-hmm. and, um, and he got into photography and we went to um, Motorcycle Speed Week in Daytona, Florida. And, um, you know, and I was shooting away and going crazy. And and he was looking to me as like somebody who had um, spent more time in photography. And so mm-hmm. he was asking me these technical questions about, you know, the flash. And it was frankly stuff that I, I had no idea, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, Larry, that's not the way my mind works, you know. And yeah, yeah. so... Um, I mean, I'm sure stuff you could have answered, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but you know, I mean, just technologically, but, but, you know, and some people are more inclined to kind of absorb all the technical information and, and, and to, and to really kind of develop that knowledge base. But I mean, just, but the shooting and manual, I mean, I, I think if anybody who gets real serious about photography is probably going to want to get a handle on that, you know, yeah. it's not rocket science and. And once it becomes second nature, it's really, um, I think it, that's, I mean, obviously that's what we're all about, the switch to manual guys that yeah. enhances one's creativity, but, but it's definitely not for everybody. And, you know, there's folks out there who just want to keep it on manual and just, it's, it's about the eye and capturing the moment and, and other things. And it's not, not yeah. the technical stuff, yeah. but I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. To, to play the other side of it, I get the idea that, People just want to take pictures. I mean, they may be more interested in composition and understanding what to look for. And, you know, frankly, the cameras today are so smart 
that they mm-hmm. can do all the, most all the heavy lifting for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you know, like an iPhone essentially is that, you know, you're just pointing and taking the picture. And I don't mean like it's a point and shoot, but I mean, you're really letting the camera do all the work for you. And you're really just concerned with creating the best frame possible. And, you know, like you're saying, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think in our classes, we've, we've been telling people what I, what I recall we were telling people is that, you know, these are the manual controls of the camera. This is what you do with them. And this is so that you then understand when your camera is doing your heavy lifting for you, you understand why it's making those decisions. And, you know, mm-hmm. should you choose to go with what your camera is deciding to do, that's great. But if you need to sort of override what the camera does, does, is doing, it's good to know how to use the controls, how to use the manual controls, because then you'll know what, what you need to take control of, you know, if you want to stop motion, yeah. you need to deal with the shutter speed. If you want to deal with depth of field and focus, you want to deal with the aperture. So you need to know these things. I, and in, in, in recent classes in my street photography class, I always tell them I'm part of switch to manual. And I say, you know, to learn these controls means like in the days when you were doing algebra and you would have to learn all the, you know, um, formulas, formulas and equations by hand. But then when mm-hmm. you would take a test, your instructor says, okay, well, now you, you can use your calculator because it's going to help you speed you up. But you need to know how the calculator is going to make these equations come to pass, right? And yeah, totally. It, I mean, one of the things we say in, in the workshop is that, you know, there's just times if you're relying on automatic settings, then, you know, you can find yourself boxed in a camera, I mean, in a corner, and the camera doesn't know how to how to compensate and if you're just relying solely on manual, then you'll just be like, well, I guess I just can't get what I want here. Whereas if, if you know, you switch to manual and you understand why the cameras hit a dead end, you can right. compensate and open it up and do other kinds of things. It's kind of like a car, the car with the four wheel drive, you know, you want to go off road yeah. and you can remember you used to have to uh, lock the hubs to, to get the four wheel drive to yeah. engage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> But um, all right. I mean, I again, I was feeling very defensive about it, and uh, you know, I don't want to be the you know, thought of as the person like, well, they're the only the switch to the manual. Curmudgeon. The curmudgeon's yeah. right. Then we're gonna only shoot in manual because he, you know, he grew up uh, shooting in manual, and that's what I had to do. I had a light meter in the camera, which would you know go up and down, and you, you sort of centered it to get what you thought what the camera thought was a good not the camera, what the uh, the light meter thought was a good exposure and then you would take your picture and you had no feedback then, you know, you were shooting film. And so I didn't get an immediate look in the back of the camera. There was no way to tell until I processed the film and say, okay, well, you know, that was underexposed or that was overexposed. And I would store that knowledge away for the next time. You know, and if I had a backlit subject, I realized I'd have to, you know, change my shutter speed somewhat. In, in order to, you know, have the exposure on the backlit bat bat subject work, you know, so. But it's just been on my mind lately since these things come up and, you know, uh, like I don't want to teach photographers, I don't want to make it more complex for them to take the picture, you know. Um, right, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a learning curve in, in any, you know, kind of, artistic vocation and yeah i mean that's part of i think you know how you how you structure 
any kind of transfer of knowledge. You don't want to overwhelm someone in the beginning, but um, but again, going back to the very beginning of my own kind of fascination with it, I just I was so into it, and I wanted to learn more, and mm-hmm. and I you know discovered that it's really not that hard, and I felt like a lot of people would be were kind of put off by oh it's just where do you begin you know you switch to manual and the camera's not doing anything for you anymore so um you know so then we came up with the little tricks of right, right, right. Take, take a take a shot in auto look at the settings switch to manual duplicate those settings and then begin to play and start to yeah i i still hold fast to the claim that it's <laughs> it's part of the doorway to creativity yeah i i do too and you know again we don't I think both of us don't say like we stick to our guns, like you can only shoot manual. And we, you know, when we taught our class, we do the, the priority modes and the, those are the helper out modes. They help you uh, where you can focus on one thing, say, you know, focus, or you can focus on speed and the camera takes care of Uh the other things. And those are very great. And you still, in a sense, you're still shooting in manual, still like taking some control over what you want to produce. Like your, your, your concern right now is to deal with, depth of field and you want to make shallow depth of field or or a, a deep depth of field and so you put your camera in uh, aperture priority and and the camera handles the shutter speeds and you're like okay you know you're like a partner with the camera but you're still in a sense doing some manual work because uh, you're still making the decisions so but yeah uh, and yeah. just just the way you describe that i mean clearly that's going to be kind of introducing more creative um, I mean, I hate to keep saying creative control, but allow for more creative influence on the kind mm-hmm. of image that you're generating because, mm-hmm. you know, you can go for that kind of cool, blurry background or, yeah, yeah. you know, if you want the deep kind of perspective and depth of field and yeah, it's just different kind of images. And again, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't have to paint with paint or have more than one paintbrush, but it's kind of fun when you do. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> I like that, you know, the Bob Ross, the Bob Ross, uh, switch to manual. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, paint to, some mountains, man. paint some mountains and pretty trees. Yeah. But to, to end this here a little bit, but you know, anybody who's got an iPhone or an Android phone should probably understand, um, why we like switch to manual so much, because as great as those cameras are, you don't have, have very very little manual control over them. Uh, you can't change the aperture on them. You, meh, you have some say about the shutter speed, uh, and you have some say about the ISO. But really, it's almost a if you really really try to work with that camera to to overwhelm the you know to take over manual control of it, it's almost impossible. And you can find yourself. I find myself sometimes very frustrated taking a picture with my iPhone because I can't suddenly, you know, dial it to mm-hmm. one second exposure or put the aperture at F16. I can't do that uh, very easily. You might have to, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some apps and stuff like that, and it's not a natural thing for the thing to do. I mean, there's no, there is no shutter like a, like a DSLR uh, or even a mirrorless camera. Um, although some of them have electronic shutters, of course, but there's no real physical shutter that opens and closes. It's an electronic shutter and there's no aperture, you know? And so 
that's kind of what we're dealing with. It's like when we switch to manual, it means that you can you can control your destiny, your photographic destiny when you want yeah. to. When you want to. It's not. Yeah. Well, there's the title for our 60th episode. What is it? What? <laughs> control your destiny. Control your destiny. Oh my God. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to do that? I was going to call it Diamond Ring. <laughs> 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 but uh i mean to to segue a little bit uh, in in a, a direction and we can get into i want to get into the books that you were talking about but let me lead yeah, up to yeah. it you know today today's labor day so it's september 5th and i was seeing that uh, today's the 129th anniversary of kodak's roll film camera september 4th just september, to yeah avoid confusion there yeah september 4th what did i say you said the 5th Oh, it's oh okay. <laughs> We're in different time might, zones, might, dude. <laughs> might be after midnight. For it's you after right midnight. Now. Okay, where <laughs> you are, <laughs> September fourth. Right, it's not Labor Day anymore. To me, it's Tuesday. Oh, it's a work day. It's it's a school day for me. It doesn't matter. But anyway, 129th anniversary of Kodak's roll film camera, and this is a camera that. Um, professional photographers 129 years ago got really, really, really pissed off about. <laughs> Because what Kodak did was decide to offer the public a little box with a lens, and they preloaded it with a hundred, uh, with a uh, roll film with a hundred shots, and you bought this thing for I think like twenty five dollars. So back then, that's a lot of money, but that was for like upper middle class could afford it. So people had time to run around with cameras and take pictures. Anyway, uh-huh. that was uh-huh. the market. And you would take the 100 pictures, and when you were done, you would send the whole camera back to Kodak. They'd process the film into negatives and prints, and they would refill up your camera with film, and they'd ship the whole thing back to you, and you'd start all oh. over again. And so it it kind of finds that, you know, we were talking about switch to manual in a, in a way. I mean, this is the ultimate manual camera. It's a box camera, which is literally a lens, a shutter. You couldn't control the aperture, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they probably had some guidelines for how far away you needed to be from your subject to be sharp enough. And, uh, you know, it, if you think about it, it kind of started the revolution of, you know, photography going from, you know, the hands of professionals to the hands of consumers. And suddenly you didn't yeah, have to take yeah. one or two pictures. The last episode, the little mini episode I did uh, last week was talking about a tintype uh, photography that, uh, that Elizabeth, uh, my wife and I got made and, you know, it's like a one-time deal. You make this one print, you know, one picture and you're kind of done. You can't make multiples. Uh, and you go from that kind of system to suddenly a box with a hundred pictures, which is probably in a way no different than an iPhone. And you run around, take tons of pictures and, and pictures no longer are, um, I don't want to say they're no longer special. But, you know, just like your iPhone is, maybe we were talking about this a couple episodes ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're taking pictures of everything with your iPhone. In fact, you've got so many pictures now, you don't even remember what you've taken pictures of because you've got this thing in your hand that you can shoot anything. And so, yeah. 130 years ago, 129 years ago, now people for $25 can buy this little box and they've got 100 pictures. They don't have to go into a studio and have their picture taken by some grumpy, stuffy, you know, photographer and you have to hold your pose for three seconds. 
you, you got this little box now that you well, 100 pictures that's a lot of pictures if you think about it yeah it's true yeah change the world yeah so i wanted to mention that because that was the that's today or yesterday's <laughs> anniversary and it it really means it really means something because every time we go through like this revolution or a revolution in photography you know we go from you know a single shot camera to this 100 pictures to a 35 millimeter to digital and whatever the next thing is going to be which we can't know you know everybody previous starts to get upset about it um people like us come along to help teach people how to deal with the the new you know revolution in some way and uh yeah. and it continues on so just just something to think about you know what what yeah, is the next it's thing? helpful to put it in perspective that this current revolution that we're in the midst of photographically is not the first yeah i I need to remember that as a as a well an ex-professional <laughs> you know i'm one of the grumpy guys who says oh now everybody's a photographer which they are <laughs> you know because everybody's got uh -huh. a camera and yeah. i i'm i'm no longer eh, this is gonna sound weird i'm gonna say i'm no longer special <laughs> i'm no longer special <laughs> it's not you still I mean. are tony <laughs> and it's not what i mean <laughs> That's not what I mean. This is what happens when I record something at late night. I, my brain starts to turn into oatmeal a little bit. But somehow this is going to lead into what you're talking about, what your little find is, right? So why don't we go into that? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I I stumbled upon this little book that I didn't even really know I had. Um, and it turns out it's part of a series. I got drawn into it. Um, you know, it was obviously, it's a little photo book, and it's the work of Gene Richards, or Eugene Richards. Um, and it's 55 of his images, and each one has a short caption uh, that is just so beautiful. And I think Gene Richards himself has supplied the text um, for the, the captioning. You know, there's an intro of him that is... I, believe written by Charles Bowden, but um but anyway it's a series called Fifty Five. I'll just yeah and I'll just read um from the, the book's description. It says it's a new series of beautifully produced pocket sized books that acknowledge and celebrate all styles and aspects of photography. Um just as Penguin Books found a new market for fiction in the nineteen thirties, so at the start of the twenty first century Faden, that's P-H-A-I-D-O-N, 55, is accessible to everyone, and it'll reach a new visually aware contemporary audience. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, they take these different photographic masters, and it's it's a little book because there's only 55 um, sort of representative images for mm -hmm. every photographer. Uh, and this one, you know, I, I just have this one, but I, I since went online and looked at some of the other photographers that they feature um and and this one uh is just it's very powerful really um, really beautifully done yeah so now i, I want to get more of them you know uh eugene richards lives in i someone's going to correct me with this but i'm pretty sure he lives in brooklyn yeah it begins with uh him he's in his brooklyn apartment oh yeah um yeah holding a bunch of uh his images in his lap, I think, in preparation for the production of this book. And it's sort of 
um, you know, summarizes his life's work and his own sense of himself as an artist. And oh my gosh, it is so beautifully done. So, and and the and the last image um, is his his mother dying. Hmm. Yeah. It's just, wow. Very hmm. powerful. He um he is also part of uh he's a member of Magnum. Photos, Magnum. Yeah. But he's also exactly. he's yeah. also a member of Seven Photo Agency. The uh, that agency Ron Haviv is Ron part Haviv of. Yeah. Is part of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, exactly. And, and in fact, I think I've seen a picture. I thought. Uh, in the past like year, I think a picture that Ron had posted maybe on Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember, but it was um, him uh, out with Eugene someplace in oh. the world. Yeah. So I just logged on to Faden's website and they have the Faden 55 books and they're not expensive at all. They're nine ninety five. Yeah, yeah and, they look pretty reasonable on it. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I'm looking at the website and it says today only. I don't know what that means. If it's only today, save 30% on your order with a code. So, you know, this is not going to get out. I think by the time, you know, people see this and they go to the website, that, that, uh, that deal may be down unless it's something they leave up all the time when they say today only. Um, uh-huh. but there's a, the handful of books I'm looking at are, um, people, some of these people I do not know. Werner, uh, Bishkoff, Chris Killip, a um, couple of other people, Julia Margaret Cameron, who I've heard of. Yes, I know her work. Uh, Walker Evans uh, is is on there. Yeah, click on yeah that. Stiglitz, Nan Golden. Yeah, they look like nice yeah. little books. Yeah, they um, really are. Yeah. And you just happen to have this in your in your uh, in your. Garage yeah, well, actually, actually, yeah, I was I was cleaning out the garage today, and I, you know, I, I still had a few boxes that of stuff that I brought from New York that uh-huh. I just hadn't had time to go through. Well, that's a and, great uh, find. That's a great. Oh, find. totally. Yeah. yeah. Meant the, to be on our sixtieth podcast. Yeah, it's the you know going back to uh, my. I must have said this a million times, but I think buying photo books is a, a great it's a great way to spend your money. Um, yeah. One thing that's on my shelf that I can't seem to get rid of. I can get rid of my novels, get rid of all the other like little history books that I have. Like either I've read them or I'm not going to read them. But the photo books are, are not going to go anywhere. Um, and like what we were talking about before. The you know the book that I grew up with was the Pulitzer Prize winning photographs of the time, of those times, and uh-huh. you know I keep looking at them and, you know that's the great thing about books is that you can just keep looking at the pictures and ingraining them in your memory, um, rather than having you know, looking at them on a screen someplace which is not not necessarily terribly satisfying, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm old school enough that I, I love photo books and especially, you know, and I, I love it when there's a good balance between sort of like somebody's work, but also some some meaningful text and a nice sort of overview of, of the person's um, vision, you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly mm-hmm. I mean, they really did a great job just yeah. judging by the one that I have. But I, I definitely want to get more of these now. Yeah, I think I might have to look into some of these. Of course, I'm looking at their website, and it's another rabbit hole of photography books. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> they, 
their their prices are kind of uh, yeah they're not they're not cheap. But those books you're talking about are 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 you know under ten dollars. Yeah, so. these are pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that's a good deal to get if you want to start to look at other photographers' work, especially some of the masters, and you just uh, want to have a physical copy rather than doing a an online search. And I think you know, doing online searches for photographers are great if you just want to get a quick look at what their pictures are, but you really want to have a book or something where someone has curated some of the ideas and concepts and and mm-hmm. life uh, experiences of the photographers themselves, uh, so that you can get the stuff in some context because I think that's very important. Um, and I think I had mentioned to you that uh, I had gone to the Irving Penn show uh, while it was in New York city. And, yeah. uh-huh. uh, you know, that was like the photography equi- uh, photographer's equivalent of seeing the grand Canyon. It was just an amazing mm. show. And uh, the book that was available, first of all, weighed about 17 pounds. <laughs> so, wow. Is seventy five bucks, uh, which I thought was pretty reasonable, uh, considering it's a pretty oversized yeah. book, and it's a fair representation of Irving Penn's work. And um, it's just, it's, you know, I'm so happy I have it. It's still wrapped in plastic. I can't quite open it yet <laughs> because. Wow, dude. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, uh, um, but you know, highly recommend uh, for anybody who's listening to, to, uh, buy books and check out these Faden books, P H A I D O N. They've been doing photo books for a while. Um, I have a, I have some of their books, um, but they, they really cross, you know, if you look at their catalog, they cross a, a lot of different, uh, subject matters like the Magnum photo book, the catalog of Annie Leibovitz, um, you know, Steve McCurry, he's on that, on that 55 list as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Although some people are not very happy with him, as we talked about, uh, from the the retouching shenanigans that happened uh, sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? Maplethorpe, a uh, whole whole gift set of his books. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. It's great that you found these. Great that you found them. Yeah, yeah. Feels yeah. timely. It does. So, so anyway, we're again, we're almost at about an hour here. But uh, so let's we're we're in our sixtieth episode, right? What uh-huh. thoughts do you have about the future of street shots? <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love the interviews that we've done. I I mean, you know, my my life has gotten super busy. Um, yeah, yeah. School, right? With, yeah. School and a family. School. School, family, new church, bigger church. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we did have, um, you know, the president came to Phoenix and, oh, yeah, and we yeah. had yeah. a huge rally and I shot that, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I I was leading a group of church people around, so I, I didn't go right to the front, but I did get a little tear gas. And, really? But, oh. but there was a lot of, there was a big question as to, like, did the, police really need to shoot off the tear gas and supposedly they just wanted to see what happened well i think they were trying to keep the two groups apart because they didn't want that like charlottesville style violence you know yeah um and so i don't know but the the crowds did disperse when this tear gas was fired but um but you know that um happened just that became the flashpoint for this national kind of uh, you know, crazy time that we're living in right now of, of 
the rise of white supremacy. So I happen to be right there, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same as being in New York every day where there's always something going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a little less um, and getting drawn in other directions. Although the PhD program I'm doing, you know, does involve social transformation and social action. And as we talked about briefly, you know, I'm starting to appreciate more the um, potential for visual images to be used mm. through research and for mm-hmm. social change. So, you know, I'll, I'll probably uh, move in that direction some. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think the thing that will always be there for both of us is just the love of the craft and the art and the sort of just the the beauty and thrill of photography and i think well i i would imagine i mean i i, I want to cut you loose to you know interview and and go in the directions that that you're feeling drawn towards and mm-hmm. and you know when i can join you we'll uh either interview folks or talk about our own work or yeah um just kind of do what we did tonight and see where we end up what rabbit holes we go down yeah yeah I want to. I want to just say, if anybody's listening to the thing, no, we're not breaking up. Switch to manual is not going anywhere. <laughs> but I think it's important that um, sometimes you know we we've made this uh, milestone, you know, sixty, and we talked. We didn't talk yeah. about it so much in our fifty. I think every ten episodes or so, like, or maybe the next one will be a hundred. I don't know. But you know, make these milestones, and I think it's very good to sort of think about what you know. A, where do we want to go? What do we want to? Who do we want to be? You know, assess where we've been, a little bit, and you know, it can always sound like, oh man, we just guys are starting to reminisce. Are you guys going to start, you know, not doing these things? I, I, no, that's not the case at all. I do think it's nice to sort of say, to sit down and say, look, this is where we've been, and this is where we want to go, and it it it's not the end of anything. It's just this is where this is where we are. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just landed on an image, you know, glancing through some of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I have some people in the Smithsonian looking at a piece of art, and in the foreground is one of those big quotes on the wall. Uh-huh. And it says, where there is an open mind, there will always be a frontier. Oh. Charles Kettering. So, yeah. yeah. Can we put that we'll, picture we'll stay, in the We'll show? stay open. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the reality is you we've moved physically away from each other. Uh so yeah, we're not going on photo walks all the time and uh you know, the class I'm I'm thinking about bringing the class back in a different way. So, I'll mention that. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll mention that in a minute, but um and you know, I think our friendship is really strong even though you're we're, you know, separated by a few thousand miles, a couple thousand miles, but I don't you know, I don't see that yeah. going anywhere. And, you know, yeah. I'm really wonders grateful. Of, what? Go ahead. I was going to say wonders of modern technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really grateful to having met you and the synergy we have with, like, you talking about bringing in this idea of switch to manual. And I'm like, I'm really in, into that idea of the education and teaching in, 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 a, in a way that I think is different. Um. And I think that's why we started this podcast, because I think we still had this innate desire to express and teach and inform and share. 
and you know we weren't running the classes all the time and this ended up being a great way to do it and you know people yeah. could tune in and listen to us as if we're sitting there talking you know at uh you know sunny's bar or red hook bait and tackle you know yeah Totally. Or Cothra coffee shop. Not that not everything is beer related. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no nobody worry about this. It's not going anywhere. This is a very strong part of my life. I I love doing our podcast, and I really love it, Tom, when we're together, when we're able to get together. I feel it's a you know it's like um, having a great glass of wine, you know, and uh, meaning totally. why am I relating to everything to alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like this. I, I appreciate our getting together more now that we're able, when you're able to do it, when you actually have the time to do it and we can actually talk and, and, and then lately you've been, a you know, you've been a little bit more available. I know it's the summertime and you, you haven't started your classes up yet, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to, to definitely reconnect this way. The podcast is certainly one of the ways and everybody gets to listen to us talk about stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I, well, I sure enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so, you know, here's to another, uh, 60, you know, and, uh, we'll check in every 10, 10 or 12, 15 episodes and see how things are going, see where we're going. And, uh, you know, I invite every, anybody who's listening to the show to, you know, contact us and talk about like, are there things you want us to, to talk about? I mean, this is, you know, we have to come up with ideas for the show all the time, and it's it can always be tricky, right? I mean, we're thinking like uh -huh. we just we yeah. just we didn't even think about this, this episode. Like, you know, let's record an episode. Tonight. Okay, great. Let's you know we're on our sixtieth episode. Let's just start talking. And hopefully, we didn't bore yeah, everybody. Yeah. And when it's been a while, you know, we've each kind of like done stuff, come up with stuff. And we, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Figure but, something out. But. Yeah, I mean, you guys who are listening, you know, we want to hear from you. For sure. You know, if you've yeah. got questions um, that we can answer, you got two people who know a lot about photography uh, in, you know, many different ways. And, uh, you know, you can take advantage of us. So, you know, ask them some questions. Who knows? We can probably have a, we could probably do a whole episode of what you people could ask us. So, you know, absolutely invite, you know, we invite you to, to, to hang out with us virtually as well. So. Yeah, you would agree. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think I mentioned this before, but I want to I am I'm definitely working on wanting to start the class up again uh in a virtual way. And that requires me to figure out some way to do our presentation online, you know, set up a schedule. Uh, uh -huh. it you know, not free. <laughs> but you know, a reasonable price. I mean, we're not doing yeah. it in person. But uh do a class where we um Either do the switch to manual class or a street photography class. Uh, I mean, not either or, but I want to do both of those classes. And, you know, do an online presentation, get people to go out, photograph, return at a certain time, and let's talk about it, you know. Uh, I love it. I think that'd be so fun to try to do. It would. I am I mean, again, I'd like to do it in person, but it's sometimes really hard for everybody to get, you know, not everybody can come to Brooklyn, right? You know, yeah. Not everybody yeah. can go to Arizona and hang out with you, so... Uh, I, I want to hear some feedback about this. And I think I got some ideas about how to actually work the logistics. So I might do a, I might have to do a test. So maybe some people might want to call it in and actually 
do a test with me and see if it works out and get some feedback. Yeah. Maybe the first one could be free, you know, for like yeah, the first think so. 10 people that sign up. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be worthwhile. I definitely want to do that. And uh, the, so, you know, I think maybe we should wrap up because <laughs> getting... we're going to get into 61. 61. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm going to put out, we're at the beginning of September, right? But uh-huh. like I said, I want to try to do a regular schedule. We've got an episode coming out in the middle of the month and at the end of the month. So um, that's sort of letting everybody know, you know, when to expect shows because I really want to push about twice a month. And Tom, you'll you'll know when you're available and when we can when we can hang out. And I'll try to figure out what to do in between. I mean, I I got I got some other people who might be uh, guest hosts, and uh, I still want to do some interviews. I got a long list of photographers I'd like to talk to. So it'd be great. Cool. Yeah. It'd be great to, when you're around sometimes if we can talk to them together, but uh, you know, the idea is I want to get the show coming out at least twice a month. So this is September. We might actually have three coming out because <laughs> I think we wanted to record this at the end of August, but you weren't available. So that's why I did that little short show. So it might be an ambitious uh, month for September to get a few episodes out, but you know, the 60th I hey. wanted to do with you, you know, that, that was, uh-huh. that was saved. That's special. So the diamond, our diamond anniversary. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun and it's going to be fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Just, no, I just mean tonight. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the other thing I want to mention is, uh, this is sort of getting into the wrap up, but I'm doing the photo walk again this year, the Kelby uh-huh. photo walk. Uh-huh. I'm doing yep. it in Greenwood Cemetery. So I and, love it. Yeah. yeah. What a great place to shoot. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to change it up from Red Hook because I did Red we've done Red Hook so many times. Uh mm-hmm. and so I thought Greenwood be would be a good option. And it's a very beautiful place to photograph. So if anybody's listening and they're in the Brooklyn, New York area on October seventh, you can uh uh, sign up at the worldwidephotowalk.com, I believe it is. It's the Kelby Photo Walk, and you can do a search for Brooklyn. There's a Greenwood Cemetery Walk. We're going from 10 to 1, 10 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then probably grab some food in a local dive place. Uh, so sign up. It's totally free. Um, I think there's some uh, benefits for uh, for donating to some organizations. I don't know <laughs> what they are because I haven't seen uh-huh. it, but... Uh, it's free and you want to hang out with some photographers and take some cool pictures of Greenwood cemetery. You can join me on October 7th. So that being said, uh, I wish I could be there to do it. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It should be really nice. Greenwood's a beautiful place and yeah, I wish you were there, but, uh, we'll see some of your pictures from, from your, your travels and hangouts and stuff like that. So yeah. All right. Sounds good, Tony. All right. So thanks for hanging out uh, with us on our 60th an- uh, 60th anniversary. <laughs> We're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> this is, a, I would say, this is almost our third anniversary on our 60th episode. So uh, with that, you can find us at our website, which is switch2manual.com. And from there, you can get uh, our old podcast episodes and uh, links to our book uh, and uh, all sorts of stuff. And uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter or on Twitter at switch the number two manual. So switch to manual. 
I'm also uh, putting up stuff on Instagram. Uh, we're putting up photo quotes and stuff like that. So follow us on Instagram, which is also uh, switch the number two manual. So switch to manual on Instagram. What else? Um, we are doing, uh, if you want to support our our podcast and website, uh, we have a couple of ways to do it. First of all, if you want to just give us a tip, <laughs> we've got PayPal buttons uh, all over the place. And if you want to just send us a one-time uh, donation, we'd really appreciate it. It helps offset some of the costs of uh producing this and hanging out but uh you know help buy us a cup of coffee or two and uh, that'd be great another way to support us is by letting us review your pictures we've got uh, portfolio uh, reviews on our website where we uh, take a look at your pictures and we'll give you some really professional feedback so why don't you check those up on our website switchmanual.com slash portfolios i believe it is and uh, am i missing anything tom <laughs> i think he's I think you've covered it all. Facebook. You mentioned Facebook, yeah. I uh -huh. did mention Facebook. We're, we're big Facebook people, so we like hanging out there. So why don't you, you know, why don't you join us there? But uh, I post a lot on Twitter as well, on as the Switch to Manual guys. So, and you know, check out the other podcasts that we're on. Uh, the uh, Shutter Time with Sid and Mac, we're doing a lot of those. So those are those are our Canadian cousins. And uh, oh, we're gonna have to do a mashup episode, by the way. Tom, they want us to, oh, yeah. the two of uh -huh. us to do that. So maybe we can uh, figure out a time when uh, you're going to be around and, and they're going to be around and we can all do it together. All right. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. And, and everybody also, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, uh, please give us ratings and uh, star ratings and reviews. Um, we only have a few up there and I'm really surprised and uh, we have a pretty big listenership. So you guys can really help us out. You know what? You can almost skip, skip the donations. And give us reviews on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that because it's going to get our our listenership up if we get up in some of the uh, ratings up there. So please just go on to iTunes and, and uh, tell people how much you like our show and, and share our show with your uh, other photographer friends. I'd like to grow our audience and uh, hear hear some more from you people. So um, that, that's almost better than giving us tips and, and, and stuff. So we'd appreciate that. So that's it, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, Tony. Happy 60th, man. Same to you. All right. <laughs> All right. So then uh, I'll see you later. Okay. Adios. Adios.